It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator and host of this award-winning show, and it's my aim in every episode to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business. We're going to be doing that a little bit from left field this time because this is episode number 3. Hundred, So thank you all. Whether you've listened to one episode or every single one of them, if you weren't listening and letting me know how the show helps you, I wouldn't have kept doing this for the last five years. And in celebration of meeting this milestone, today I'm bringing you a behind the scenes look at the show. So if you've ever wanted to know how we find guests, how we record, what happens between recording and this final version that you get to hear, then this is the episode for you. I'm also going to get into some areas that are directly relevant to you, whatever sort of business you're running. How we market the show, including advertising, social media, email and more outsourcing, the specialists I use, how I found them and how I keep track of all these moving parts and how the podcast fits with the overall e-commerce master plan business. Yes, the how we make money from it bit. Now there's lots to cover and talking of money before we do that, please, please, please check out and give some love to our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Smart Freight can help you save time and money. Smart shipping parcels and pallets through Smart Freight's carrier management platform allows you to consolidate your outbound logistics onto one platform. With over 650 carriers worldwide, Smart Freight has you covered by ensuring you are always going via the cheapest, fastest or greenest eco-friendly option. Visit smartfreight.com to book a demo today. Okay, now before I get into all that behind the scenes detail, I need to give you a couple of bits and bobs first. So um, we're going to be going behind the scenes of both our podcasts. So I'm going to be talking about both how we do e-commerce master plan and its new little sister, Keep Optimizing. And if you haven't yet checked out Keep Optimizing, you really should. Um, it's a marketing focused podcast. Each month we focus on a different marketing method. Um, so do, do go and check that out. You'll find it at keepoptimizing.com. Um, so we're going to be talking about both of those. I'm also going to be mentioning a lot, yes, a lot of the tools and people and services that I use. Now, if you want to go and check those guys out, we will be putting links to all of those, um, all those tools, all those people, etc., in the show notes. And you can find all of that at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 300. So that's three zero zero. 
Um, and I should also say uh, thank you to those of you who sent in questions because we've been kind of asking across channels other than the podcast, weirdly, um, for your questions, which is what I've kind of built the structure around today. So thank you to all those who sent in your questions. I hope I've answered them. And if anyone has any other questions, just do, do get in touch. Okay, I'm going to take you through the bits we do in the order they be done for an episode. Okay, so both my shows are interview podcasts, which means we're going to start with how we find guests. This was the most difficult thing in the world when we first started the podcast. Um, how many people we asked just to get one interview, at least four, four or five people for each interview that happened. It was really, really hard back when we first started to get uh, retailers to come on the show. Now we have the opposite problem because we're a well-known podcast um, and because the industry for guest booking has grown, we get inundated with requests. Each week I must get five, ten requests on a particularly busy week of people asking to be on the show, many of which are utterly, utterly ridiculous. Um, Someone who's travelling the world practising yoga doesn't sell anything other than doing yoga as they travel the world, but yet they think they should be on the podcast. So now instead of trying to find guests, we spend a lot of time trying not to find guests or trying to to make sure we're only letting the ones on who are going to give you the greatest benefits. To that end, we've had to create an ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash guest, which is a page which we funnel um, everything apart from the, oh my God, I can't believe you want to be on the show. Please record today. Um, Apart from those ones, we pretty much forward everything through there, which then tells people more about what sort of guest we're after um, and gives them a, a form to to um, to sign up via or to register their interest. And that works for both shows. And just systematising that bit of it has made life so much easier. And it saved me a lot of time. I'm, I'm terrible at saying no to people. So I used to procrastinate an awful lot over the really ridiculous and, you know, and they only semi-ridiculous. And, and actually, to be fair, some of the really I, I want you on the show ones... I used to procrastinate a lot over, oh, I don't want to record you yet or, or that kind of stuff. These days, you just send it all to that form, which is, or that page rather, ecommercemasterplan.guest.com forward slash guest even, which has just, just made the life of organising the guests for the show and making sure we've got a great repository of people who are interested to be on the show and we want them there. So how we find guests has really altered. Um, oh, I should say, before I get into a little bit more of how we find guests, is that if you listen to the show and you are a retailer, uh, online only, bricks and clicks, offline only, um, and you think you make a good guest, I can almost guarantee you I'll send you an invite to be on the show if you ask. So if you are tempted, please do sign up because I would love to hear from you. So we get inundated with people wanting to be on the show. I also spend a lot of time trying to find great guests from other places, people who I want to be on the show. And that's something which I'm going to be working a lot harder on next year, um, is to really look at who's doing cool things in the space, who's sharing great presentations at conferences, who's who's interesting out there, which retailers um, we should be having on the show, what things people should be talking about on the show. If you've got ideas on any of that, I'm going to keep saying this throughout, I suspect. But if you've got any ideas on that, do let me know, because um, I'm as interested in hearing from you about could you interview so-and-so as much as I am you saying, can you interview me? 
I do a lot of trying to find guests. And then pretty much every Monday, when I'm being nice and organised, um, I look at what we've got booked. So who's coming up? I look at the applications that have come in in the last last week and, and before that. I have a think about what subjects we should be covering, what the mix looks like of guests from different countries, um, of what the mix looks like of different business types, different products they're selling, sizes of business, to see where we've got gaps, to see what's coming that's awesome. And, uh, and then invites tend to get sent out, sent out on a Monday. So yes, it's, um, it's, it's an ever-changing feast how we get guests, constantly, um, constantly changing, but a really interesting thing because it's where the whole thing starts really when it's an interview podcast. It's all about the quality of your guests. And if you're not getting great guests, then, you know, there's no show. There is no show. Um, now, once invited, all a guest has to do is to click uh, a link and from there they can pick a one hour recording slot. And we have special links for people in Australia and New Zealand because obviously the time zones are a bit challenging. But most other people we record in the afternoon or early evening, uh, Monday to Friday. OK, so that's how we get the guest. How do we then record? Well, The first thing is I pray the guest turns up. Um, It's not uncommon to have a week where only half the booked interviews actually take place. Now, retailers out there, I've worked worked in a retailer. Um, I've worked with retailers for many years. I know stuff just happens. The boss wants a meeting. The the warehouse has a meltdown. your Google Analytics stops working. You know, there's so many things that just happen that you suddenly have to fix. So I'm very, very patient with retailers who have to rebook, um, who can't make that one. So that's that's always okay. You get about three tries, retailers. You get three attempts at recording. Supplier side, so this is more the Keep Optimising podcast where I'm interviewing consultants and people who work for software companies. Um, I'm somewhat less understanding of them, especially if you don't tell me in advance um, that you're not going to be able to make it. If you leave me hanging there wondering where you are and hoping nothing bad's happened, um, then I probably will give you a second chance, but maybe not. Because, you know... Um, Life is short. Uh, guests get a lot out of being on the show and it's not that hard to drop someone an email and go, I can't make it. So, you know, uh, we're pro- I'm probably too belligerent on that front. But anyway, um, politeness rant over. How do we actually record? Well, there's quite a bit of... Um, I try and try and make give the guests as much information as possible beforehand to enable them to be good because my job as the host of the show is to make sure that... I'm setting up the guests to be as good as possible. So some of that's sending them information in advance so they're ready to go, both about how to sound good and about what we're going to be talking about. In terms of what we, the technology we use, we used to use um, Skype and then use Camtasia, which is a PC-based program to record that. Then we moved to Zoom and then my editor got really annoyed with the quality of the audio on Zoom. So now we use a specific podcast tool called Squadcast, um, which is is really good so long as you're using the right browser. So Chrome is what it's all about um, and it works really, really good. So really, really pleased we switched even to Squadcast. We've been on Squadcast for almost 12 months now and it's um, it seems to be working really well. And um, 99% of the guests find it easy to use too. So that's the tech. Ah, now we've got a question. One of, our, one of the questions we had sent in was from Adam Bastock and Adam was asking... 
He says he'd be interested in how long episodes usually are if you didn't edit them. They always seem to be just the right length. Thank you, Adam. Um, But I imagine there's a lot of friendly chat at either end. So most of what you hear is everything we recorded. So from when we turn on the recorder to when we turn off the recorder, um, we try not to edit the episodes too much. We try to just put it out there um, because... I don't like it when it sounds too edited, too manufactured. So we aim to try and just keep it as a natural chat. Um, of course, sometimes things go wrong. Um, usually at the moment, it's always me who screws up um, in the recordings. But uh, and when things go wrong, we do edit those out and fix those, um, whether it's me or the guest who goes wrong. But most, oh, I'd say probably about half the episodes, we literally just go straight the way through. But Adam, there is a lot of chat Uh, that happens outside of the recording. So I always try and put a a good few minutes of chat in at the start to make the guests comfortable. So I have quite a long list of things to run through to check we're okay, which which is partly because we need to check them. So as I'm making sure the guests are ready and I'm making sure I'm ready, but also to give us a chance to have a bit of a natter and to just get to know each other a bit before we hit that record button. Because, you know, my job's to make them sound great. And I think you know, turning up and immediately having, yeah, here we go, we're recording is 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 a bit hard work. I don't, when I go on other people's podcasts, I find that quite difficult. So a little bit of chatter first is always a good thing. And at the end, uh, on e-commerce master plan, we tend not to chat for much, for very long. Uh, there's usually only maybe five, possibly 10 minutes left of the, of the hour long recording slot. So it's usually just a quick, thank you so much. This is what's going to happen next. Um, and have a great rest of the day. On keep optimizing, though, um, the chatting is 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 excessive. I mean, the keep optimizing chatting is ridiculous when we're recording those, and I think that's partly because I'm often, I'm I'm usually recording with someone I already know, or someone who, um, who I know of. There's usually a, a bigger link than there is with with the you know with the retailers who come on so we tend to end up chatting more than we should um maybe we will have less work. I don't know it's very bizarre they keep optimizing we chat far too much whereas like I said e-commerce master plans usually I'm recording with someone I've never spoken to before so those tend to be a bit shorter so it tends to be warm up at the beginning and then general catch up at the end hence the keep optimizing recording slots tend to run a bit longer but yeah generally it's the it's the full thing that goes out um, when I'm recording, we record the guest first and then quite often the ins and the outs of the episode. So the bit before the pre-roll, uh, the, so the ads at the beginning and the bit after I say goodbye to the guest gets recorded afterwards, sometimes quite a long time afterwards. So if you think my voice sounds very different for those Brits, that's probably why. It's probably because I recorded the with the guest and then a couple of months later sometimes, it can be, uh, depending on what time of year it is, that's when I'm, when I'm doing that recording. So that's why the voice can sometimes sound a bit different. If you've noticed that, kudos, you've got great ears if you have. Um, and then, as I said, editing, we try and keep it minimal. I've had maybe three or four over the years that I've had to take a scalpel to because they didn't sound good and I found them a bit boring. Um, I'm not telling you which ones they are. Never going to tell anyone that because it wouldn't be fair on the guests. But, you know, 90% of the time, and actually to be fair, sometimes when it's not great, it's because I've done a bad job of being the host. Um, But 99% of the time, what you're hearing is pretty much the whole chat from start to finish, apart from errors. 
Um, so we've done how we get guests. We've done how we record. Next up is what happens between recording and this final version you get to hear. Whoa, so much. But I'll go through this, this one a bit quickly because this is probably the most specialist bit and the least useful for, um, for the world of, uh, of retailers. So the first thing that happens once we've got it in the bag is I brief the team and the team are um, the editor. So that's Music Radio Creative. We've used them since the beginning. They do all our jingles and they are brilliant. Um, we then brief the show notes writer, a lovely lady called Nicole, who writes all our show notes. So that's the web pages about the podcast. Uh, the audiogram creator. So I've got Daniel who does all our audiograms. So those are the little, um, little square videos that appear on social media. Uh, we've been trialing those this year and they, they prove really popular. Uh, we also have someone who writes our social content. So Nick, he does all of that. Uh, so he gets briefed too. And then my v VA, my virtual assistant, April, who does lots of bits and pieces to bring the whole thing together. So everything kind of we record and then it gets thrown out to everybody. And then as it comes back in, either me or April proof it, then we pull it all together for the final version that lands in your podcast player and also the content that goes on the website and what we put across social media. To host the podcast, we use Captivate.fm, which is a brilliant hosting system. Um, I love what those guys are doing. They keep adding extra functionality, which makes it easier for us to both market the podcast and to... Um, and to, to run it and to organise it and make the most of, of what we've got out there. And then all our websites are on WordPress as well, if anyone wants to know. So what I thought I'd delve into in a bit more detail is the outsourcing side of things, because this is, I think, as we've gone through this really interesting year of 2020 with all these changes, big changes outside of our control, it's really important in any business to mitigate your risks. And I think one of those is, that, is so as you can quickly take on board and start doing the right things, which often means finding talented people, and you can quickly get out of things as well. So, for example, we don't have any full-time, any any salaried staff here. We have freelancers um, who we use to do specific things because if therefore I find that something's not working, then we can very quickly stop doing it, stop having any cost associated with it and move to something else. So, so I think this is something which every business should be thinking about is how we, we can keep ourselves as agile, as easy to shift as possible. And for me, the ease with which you can now outsource key tasks to key people is really important. And I suppose the, 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 the flip side to that is you should also be focusing on what you should be doing and what you want to be doing. So a lot of... Um, of what we do with the podcast is we focus on having specialists in each area. And a lot of what, what the guys do, the guys I just told you about do, might only take them half an hour, an hour per episode. So they're doing little bits of work for me, which add up to quite a lot across the year, but little bits of work per episode. And there's two reasons, two ways in which I've decided what to outsource over the years. And they're both kind of push factors and pull factors. So in terms of push factors, things which I outsource are either things I don't want to do, so social media copywriting, it always gets left till Friday afternoon and I always do a terrible job of it if I have to do it. Um, and editing, tried to edit. Oh, it was hideous, tedious, tedious process. So that's why those ones got outsourced. And then time, 
things which, whilst I may like doing it, it's not worth my time. I should be spending time finding better guests rather than um, creating graphics or creating audiograms. Then there are pull factors. Um, this is when there are people out there who can do it 10 times better than I can, which again comes down to kind of the social media copy and the editing. So often if there's something I don't want to do, there's actually someone much better at it out there who can do it. So how have I gone about finding these? I mentioned that there's now so many different ways you can go about finding um, people to help you in your business. So here's some of the, the ones I've used. Um, so the podcast community. The podcast community is a lovely, vibrant space full of freelancers and awesome people, which mainly runs through Facebook groups. I will put links to my favourite podcasting Facebook groups for anyone who wants to get involved in that into the show notes. Um, so recommendations from there are great. Upwork, uh, which is a place where you can put up a brief about pretty much anything and people bid to uh, to do the project and you pick the person to do it. That's how I found Daniel, who um, does our audiograms. We don't run that relationship through Upwork anymore, but um, but yeah, he does every single audiogram for me and has almost since we started, does, does an amazing job every time. Um, then we have Virtual Star Finder. This is how I found um, April. So Virtual Star Finder, a company in uh, based in the Philippines, run by Chris Ducker, which some of you name name some of you may be familiar with, and they help you through the process of finding great VAs in the Philippines, which is um, has been a she's been a marvel, quite frankly. Uh, then um, how did I find Nick, my social guy, LinkedIn? So um, earlier this year when um, a lot of people were, were losing jobs and a lot of um, freelancers were losing space. I, I did quite well on LinkedIn finding um, finding Nick, kind of did the recruitment process via just simply a post saying, I'm looking for someone to write my social media. At the same time as I was looking for for Daniel as well, actually. There's some really talented people out there at the moment um, who who are looking for work if you've got anything that you, know, you want to get off your desk. Um, and then Free Up is another one. So FreeUp, uh, they've been on the podcast before once upon a time. So FreeUp is an e-commerce focused um, virtual assistant platform where they pre-vet people and check they have the right skills for you. So we use FreeUp or I use FreeUp to help with the keep optimizing launch. So um, use that to find someone who was great at WordPress to sort out building my keepoptimizing.com website and help me out with some of that. Um, and then finally, 99designs, you may be familiar with them as well. They kind of crowdsource design work and I've used those, them for both podcast logos. And I wrote a couple of months ago, a blog post all about how um, I went through the process of pod of creating the podcast logos with 99designs and how awesome that is. And I think there's a there's an offer on that blog as well. So we'll put a link to that blog in um, in the show notes, along with all of this. You can get all of that at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 300. So um, there's various deals and things with those various services, but I'll put all of that in the show notes so you can take a look at that at your leisure. And a lot of those are going to work whatever you're trying to outsource, whether it's e-commerce work, whether it's marketing work, whether it's diary, you know, whatever it is, there's going to be someone, one of those is going to work for you. I have to say, the outsourcing does become a bit addictive. Um, and then you realise you've outsourced too much and the quality goes down um, or that you've started doing other things you shouldn't be. So I'm constantly tweaking who's working for me, what they're doing, um, how I'm how we're working together and so forth. So that 
it also requires quite a bit of keeping track of it all. So how do we keep track of it? Well, two tools that get mentioned quite often on the podcast, Asana and also Trello. We use those for different things. So Asana is for me, my VA, April, and um, also for Nick, who does the social. On Trello, uh, we do simply the podcast um, briefs. So the editor's briefs go on there. Um, email uh, we, is how I manage the audiograms and the show notes. So Nicole and Daniel, we just do that by email. It's simple, it's straightforward, it works. Dropbox is essential for transferring files and sharing them between everybody. Google Drive we use for spreadsheets and various documents. And, and this is the most important thing by far. I have a paper printout of a grid of the different bits for each episode that I have to do that I tick off as we go through it. And that gets redone about once a month. Um, and that is, it sits directly in front of me on my desk, one for keep optimising, one for e-commerce master plan. And if I ever lose those pieces of paper, Oh, it would be a nightmare. So they are, they've traveled the world with me as well, those pieces of paper. If I'm, if I'm somewhere else in the world working, those pieces of paper coming with me. So they are absolutely essential. And then we've also got uh, something like something that I've developed this year to make managing the podcast a bit easier is really getting into batching of tasks. Because this year I've not been traveling, um, no one's wanted me to go and speak at an event, so I haven't gone anywhere. It's been really great to get into a weekly podcast rhythm. It's, it's kind of evolved as we've gone through 2020 and, um, and it's really, I think, improved the efficiency and the clarity with the team and with me. So on Monday... I'm sending out those guests, those dealing with guests. So invites and chasing guests to book and looking at who we need and finding guests. That's Monday's job. Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays is all about recording. And then Friday, and I'm recording this on a Friday, Friday is finishing things off, doing the briefs, signing things off and making sure everything's organised. So on Friday, I'm making sure we've got the episodes we need. I'm checking where we are with it, what everyone's doing for me. Nicole and Daniel get their briefs via email on a Friday. I go through everything that April's done in the week and sign all that off and give her feedback on it on a Friday. I record the ins and the outs of episodes on a Friday. Basically, everything um, everything gets organised on a Friday, apart from the social media briefs, which it's just, we have to do this on a Wednesday because um, otherwise it all gets too far apart and not reactionary enough. Anyway, enough on that. Um, so to make all of this possible, working with so many people and all these different moving parts, we do work quite a way ahead of time. So I'm usually recording guests at least six weeks before that episode goes live. And strangely enough, for e-commerce master plan, we try not to record anything in Q4 because I figure you retailers, you've got enough to do in Q4 without recording a podcast episode with me. So as you're hearing this, e-commerce master plan is pretty much fully recorded through to March. Yep, through to March. We've still got a couple of little bits we're pulling together for January just to make that series really good. More on that later. Um, but we are basically recorded through to March. And keep optimising. Well, I'm recording this a few weeks before you're going to hear it. And I really hope that by the time this one goes out, um, January should be mostly recorded. And I haven't yet sent anyone any invites. So um, so that's that's my pain point at the moment. And by the time you're hearing this, we should also have February booked to record before Christmas. So being ahead of time does cause some challenges, but it keeps me sane and makes the shows less stressful, which I think 
comes through in the quality of the promotion where we have the time to do and also in the quality of the episodes themselves. So it's there's pros and cons. I know some podcasters like to be down to the wire. I find that that doesn't lead to the greatest content for you guys and it doesn't lead to us doing the best job we can. So, so we like to be a little way ahead and to have a little bit of breathing space. Okay, we're going to move into the marketing of the show in a moment. Before I do that, though, um, here's another chance to hear about our sponsors. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create Create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Customer experience when shopping online is crucial and it doesn't stop at the checkout. Smart Freight plugged into your e-commerce platform allows your customers to take the driving seat when it comes to selecting a shipping service. And branded tracking communications keep your customers informed of their order's journey all the way through to receiving their parcel. Visit smartfreight.com to book a demo today. Okay, the marketing bit. After the outsourcing bit, this is the bit which is most relevant to whatever sort of business you're running. So once that episode's live, finally, finally live, um, how do we go about making sure you guys listen to it? Because... Like I said uh, um, earlier on, there is no point in creating this if you're not listening to them. Um, and we're going to start off with the question I had in from um, Debbie Sakel, who asked, Hi, Chloe, how do you market it? Facebook ads, Google ads, social media? Well, it's a bit of a complex one, that one, Debbie, because unfortunately, it's quite hard to tie traffic to listens. You know how on Google Analytics you get your lovely transactions and you can tie them back and go, oh, look, that Google ad drove that um, transaction and that's how much they spent and so forth. It is very difficult to do that with podcasts because of the technology that exists to track it. I mean, there's some people doing some really, really clever stuff to better do it, um, but it's not yet to a point it, um, it's perfect. Been playing around with that a lot this year to try and get some some better clarity on it, but I don't think it'll ever be 100% simply because as you all know, when you're listening to a podcast, you might be in the car, you might be in the kitchen, um, you may be somewhere where you don't have the ability to write down or to go somewhere. There's nothing to click on, so there's no link to track. And you know, you may be trying to remember it later, so we know that although for a lot of our, our sponsors, you'll have their url.com forward slash master plan, we know by the time you've got to actually look at it, you're remembering, oh, it was Clavio or oh, it was Clavu or oh, it was Pitney Bowes. And you're not going, oh, I must use the slash master plan link. So even, you know, when you try and do that, it becomes very hard to track, which 
is a problem for the for the sponsors, um, but is also a problem for us in terms of our marketing. I would love to spend a lot more on Facebook and Google ads for it, but because I can't track the impact, um, we haven't yet got there. And I would, I keep saying, right, so in fact, we'll do it like as a, you test it this month and then you wait for next month um, and see if it makes a difference. But because the, you know, the plays can really change from subject to subject or based on whether the guest promotes the episode or not. It's really hard to track that kind of thing too, because not all episodes are equal. So advertising, we don't do as much as we'd like. Um, And then Debbie, your other question was around social media. So we do a lot of social media. Again, it's quite hard to track um, the organic social media impact, but the the big surveys that have been done asking people who listen to podcasts how they find podcasts to listen to, social is always up there as a really key area. So we invest heavily in social. I mean, across the the um, the people we outsource to that I mentioned, across the team, we've got Nick writing it. We've got April doing um, a lot of the graphics for it. We've got April scheduling it all. We've got me um, dealing with comments and, um, uh, uh, you know, highly asking the uh, the guests to promote it. And we have Daniel creating the audiograms. So we've got four of us actively working on making the social media good. So we have, in terms of social media, we've mainly focused on LinkedIn and Twitter. Those are our two big channels. Uh, we pay lip service to Facebook. So you'll see we post every week uh, or every time an episode goes live, but that's really all we do um, on there. And then we've been this year we've been trialing Instagram. And I think we're now at the point with Instagram we've got our own system sorted. Thank you to the awesome scheduling tool Tailwind. Um, brilliant tool. Really, really helpful. And there's a we've got a really cool offer on Tailwind, which I will, if any of you want to give it a go, which is in the show notes as well. So Tailwind enables you to schedule your Instagram and your Pinterest. So next year, uh, so Pinterest, we pay lip service to to as well. And next year, we're going to start getting Tailwind working for Pinterest and see what we can do there. So we're playing around with everything, but our biggest channels are LinkedIn and Twitter. But I have great hopes for Instagram based on what other podcasters are are achieving. And basically across all of those, we pretty much have three accounts on each. We've got the e-commerce master plan account. We've got the Keep Optimising account and we've usually got a Chloe Thomas account as well. So we send different types of messages out across each of those. Oh, and we have um, on social media, if you count it as social media, there's a debating point. Um, We have YouTube, which we have a tool called Repurpose, which repurposes our podcast and automatically puts them onto YouTube for me. And I happened to stray into YouTube uh, this week. And there's actually some really good numbers going on in there. I, I assumed it was tumbleweed, but apparently there's quite a lot going on. So that's another one I'm adding to my list for for later uh, this year. And if, if I don't manage it, certainly next year to have a look at how is what's what's causing those listens on YouTube, bringing that data into the reporting. Because one of the reasons I don't, I don't, I thought YouTube was bad is because I'm not even looking at the numbers. Uh, that lesson we have to keep learning. You have to look at the numbers. So YouTube is something we may be doing more with next year. We shall see. Um, how So I mentioned Tailwind for the, um, the Instagram scheduling. I mentioned Repurpose for the YouTube. And actually the, that also puts videos on Facebook for us. And the other tool which we use to schedule everything else is Metricool, um, which is um, a brilliant, brilliant little piece of software 
really intuitive, gives great reporting data back as well. So, uh, so we love we love what Metrical does for us. Forever working on the social, trying to work out what the right right bits are for us. But yeah, social's a big part of it. So Debbie, I think that kind of answers your question. What so what else are we doing? Well, podcast platforms, they're a bit like marketplaces, you know, so your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify and so forth. It's a bit like being on um Amazon or eBay with your products. So we spend quite I spend quite a bit of time swatting up on how their algorithms are working, how SEO works on those platforms, and trying to work out how we can best structure the information we give to them to make sure our podcast gets seen um, by as many people as possible. Uh, we also, or I also, try to write as an attractive a title as possible for each episode. So when you're scrolling through your player lists, ours jumps out. That's my aim anyway, is to try and do that. Not sure I always succeed. Um, it's always it's, it's a tricky one trying to work out which words to put in because you've only got basically about 100 characters. So they're quite small. And occasionally, if, if an episode's not doing as well as I thought it should, I'll go in and redo a title to try and, try and, um, try and get you guys to give it a second chance. Um, then on email, we, we're doing a lot more focus on email signups on the site this year. So you probably noticed that. Um, and that's a mix we take. We use Elementor on WordPress that links to Zapier that then takes it through to Omnisend. So we use Omnisend for our email marketing. And we send on Tuesdays, we send a newsletter out that talks about both the podcast and has lots of other stuff in it. On Wednesday, we send an email to people who specifically signed up for information about the Keep Optimising podcast. Um, and I'm toying with next year on a Monday, sending out an email that's specifically about e-commerce master plan podcast, but I haven't yet decided whether I'm going to do that or not. We shall see. Watch this space. Make sure you're on our email list and you'll you'll find out if we do that. Um, and then, so let's see, we've done social, we've done email, we've done the podcast platforms. Uh, we also try and get guests to share. So that's a big part of trying to get it, um, get it, get the podcast, you know, in front of new people is by picking great guests and getting them to share the fact they're on the show. Much easier, obviously, we keep optimising when we're talking to consultants and um, suppliers than when we're talking to retailers. It's okay, retailers. I don't mind that you don't share. I get it. Um, and then we try and make it as easy as possible for them. So this year we started using a tool called Brandox, B-R-A-N-D-O-X, which is a great place for adding images so as people can easily find what they want, download it and use it on their social media. So that's that's a lot better than giving someone a link to a Dropbox folder. So loving Brandox at the moment. That's making it a lot easier for our guests and other parties to share what we're up to for each episode. So advertising, yeah, I mentioned that we don't do a lot of ads because of the tracking issues. This year we've been tracking a podcast, um, testing even a podcast tracking traffic system by some guys called Chartable, which is pretty good, not 100%, but pretty good at giving us at least some data of which things people are clicking on and if they then go on to download and listen. Um, so we might, we may even using that for the social media stuff, might use that for advertising next year. We'll see, watch this space. Um, and then we've also run a test with a new platform called Podcorn, who enable, um, it's all about finding advertising space on podcasts. So I went in and to help uh, launch Keep Optimising, we um, put up a, 
So you, as an advertiser, you go in and you put up a brief and then people pitch to get some of your advertising dollars, basically. So we went on there as an advertiser with Keep Optimising. So putting adverts for the Keep Optimising podcast on other podcasts, which is still tr- still analysing the impact of that because we've still got a few things going out as I'm recording this. But that's been a very, very cost effective way to get the name of the podcast in a lot of people's ears. So I suspect we'll do some more of that on both episode, both um, podcasts next year. SEO. Um, so we had a lot of SEO wrangling with when launching Keep Optimizing last year of or earlier this year rather of do we put it on another website? Where do we put the show notes for it? Because e-commerce masterplan's got a lot of um, solidity. So uh, thank you very much to Adam Bastock who asked a question earlier. Yes, the same Adam who's an SEO whiz who helped us out with that, and us also Luke Carthy has to get a mention there as well because he also helped me a little bit. So. So Adam is our kind of in-house SEO guy and then Luke is uh, Luke is brilliant too. And then the last way which we go about advertising the show and trying to gain more followers is by me getting out there and being a guest on other podcasts, being a guest in various virtual summits, doing presentations, etc. Kind of building the brand stuff, I guess. And, you know, we can, we do a lot of, I do a lot of talks, but the most powerful ones are being a guest on other podcasts because within podcasting, we split our target audience down into three groups. We have those who already listen to this podcast, who you're trying to make sure listen to every episode. We have those who already listen to podcasts and are interested in the subject of this podcast, so online marketing and e-commerce. And then thirdly, we have those who don't listen to podcasts, but who are interested in online marketing and e-commerce. And it's really important that we do different things to try and attract those audiences because, you know, it was really important that we keep the people who are already, you guys out there listening right now, we keep you interested and we keep you coming back week after week to listen to every episode we put out. So you're a really key audience. But a lot of our marketing to you is around the email list. It's around a little bit around the social media and it's around making sure we're doing well in the algorithms on the actual platforms. Then for those who already listen to podcasts and are interested in online marketing e-commerce, that's our most opportunistic, I suppose, group because they already know how to listen to podcasts. We've just got to make sure they listen to us instead of someone else and that they come in and that they're interested. Um, And then those who don't listen to podcasts and are interested in online marketing e-commerce, there's an awful lot of them out there. But um, it's harder to get someone into the habit of listening to podcasts rather than getting someone who's already in the habit to listen. And it's a really good way of being distinctive about your audience. So a way to think about your audiences too is maybe who are behaving in those ways. How does the behaviour and the things they're already buying, are you taking market share off other people or are you adding to the market? And in my case, it's who does and who doesn't listen to podcasts. So we think about it that way and we try this year I've been trying to really split the marketing across that. I think we've probably become a little bit blurred as the year's gone on. So I suspect um, one of my key things in 2021 will be getting us back to those good practices again. So yeah, the marketing of the podcast, wide and varied. A lot we do, a lot I'm always testing. I'm always tuning in to different podcasting events to try and find out what other people are doing that works. Because when we have those tracking issues I mentioned at the beginning, it becomes even more important to find out what other people are doing that works for them. So some good, some exciting things planned this year. But um, so yeah, again, watch this space to see what we get up to. 
Okay, we're now on to the last bit. So thank you for listening right through to now. Um, I'll be telling you shortly about a couple of other things which are coming up in the podcast, but I've got one last of your questions to go through, which is from Richard Marsh, who asked, um, has having a podcast helped your business grow? Now, as you can tell from everything I've run through, we invest a lot in our podcasts and we've obviously started a second podcast this year, Keep Optimising. So yes, it has helped the business grow and it's going to help the business grow even further in 2021, or at least that's what I hope. Um, we do invest a lot of time and money in the podcast across all the outsourcers. You know, for me, it's two shows now, which is over 100 interviews a year. The recruitment, the interview prep, the recording takes me at least two hours per show, never mind all the stuff that happens after that that has to happen. And, you know, I don't want to be working more than 40 hours a week. So although the podcast will always be free to consume, they do have to pay their way. At the beginning, um, they were kind of a, a side project, an interesting thing to see what would happen. And in the first three years, no income was really directly attributable to the podcast at all, certainly not enough to cover the costs. But what it did was it really raised my standing in the community and gave me some amazing opportunities, got me onto a lot of prestigious stages, got me involved with a lot of really interesting businesses and accelerated the professional speaking and the you know event chairing part of the business. Um, in 2019, we shifted from having an occasional sponsor to having every single episode sponsored by at least one advertiser. Then in 2020, we've had every single sponsorship slot filled, which has given me the time, because I've not had to find other ways to make money, to push our marketing and our guest quality and to launch that second show, Keep Optimising. 2021, um, we're going to be taking it up another level because I'm going to be cutting out all of my working for retailers. Yes, no more consulting, no more coaching. Um, instead, I'm going to be focused completely on growing the podcasts, growing the book sales part of the business um, and still doing the, the speaking and the chairing. So we're really going to dive in 100% into the content and platform side of things rather than the the one-on-one the -on -one teaching and, and doing for people. So yeah, it certainly helped the business grow. It certainly completely reshaped the business in the last 18 months, enabled me to take it where, where I want it to. Because, you know, the whole point of everything I do is about helping you guys to solve your marketing problems. And one-on-one, -on -one, I can help a handful of people to do that. But with this podcast, I help hundreds of thousands of people each year. And that, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to save you from wasting effort on things you shouldn't be doing. I want to save you from missing out on the opportunity of doing something that otherwise you wouldn't hear about. So yeah, yeah, Richard, it's really helped the business grow. It's really helped take us to, to completely different levels. Um, there's going to be some really exciting um, new bits and pieces coming up next year, including some new partnerships with people who are set up to do that consulting and coaching of retailers, um, kind of vetted and checked out. So um, keep listening to find out more about all of that. Um, and thank you again so much, guys, for listening in, because you know if you weren't out there listening, if this podcast wasn't helping you, I'd be doing something completely different and it'd be, I think, probably a lot less fun because I thoroughly enjoy doing this and bringing you these, these new stories, these new interviews every week. Well, look, 
I've gone through quite a lot there. It's turned into a looking at the clock. This is a much longer episode than I thought it was when I was writing out my notes. But I hope that's been useful. I hope you've got some some ideas from how we go about outsourcing, how we go about structuring the time that we spend on these things, how we've gone about with that with the marketing testing and various other bits. If you've got questions on it um, that you'd like to know more about, let me know. Uh, maybe I'll write a blog. Maybe I'll do another one of these episodes. We'll see. But you can get your hands on the notes from today's show, including all those resources I mentioned. Um, we'll put links to all of that. And like I said, several of them, there's um, there's discounts they've enabled us to, to share with you too. So you find all of that if you go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 300. So that's E-C-O-M-M-E-R-C-E-M-A-S-T-E-R-P-L-A-N.com forward slash three zero zero. There, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things, other bits and bobs I share to help you improve your business, um, including those blogs I write and events that are coming up and, and all sorts of different things. Now, I did say I was going to tell you a little bit about what's coming up in the next few months, as this is a, a, an episode where I get to talk to you direct. So we've got some really cool episodes coming up as we go towards the end of the year. Some very interesting retailers, some interesting growth stories. So keep your ears peeled for those. And then in January, we again are doing our annual growth series. Now, if you've not noticed this before, in January, we release two episodes a week. So that's one every Monday as per usual, and then another every Thursday. So make sure you have those dates in your diary. And throughout January, each of the episodes we release is selected by me because it gives you a great idea or even multiple ideas to grow your business in the coming year. So we've got a real mix of businesses, a real mix of experts, um, each diving into how either they've grown it or how people they work with have grown it or how what they do could help you grow your business. And we've got kind of a a side track this year of mitigating that risk by giving yourself different routes to grow, different ways to run the business because 2020 has been pretty erratic. Things have been changing fast and you know we want to give you some advice as well on how you can diversify in order to, to improve the strength of your business. Plus, um, and this is I know going to be music to many of your ears, it's going to include the two episodes we do every January packed with expert point of views on both the lessons we learned in 2020 and predictions of what's going to happen in 2021. These are usually the most popular episodes we put out each year. I am currently recruiting some amazing experts to share their points of view. Um, and it's, I think it's going to be a particularly interesting one this year because I have no idea what they're all going to say about 2020. There's so many big lessons that we've learned um, and what to focus on in 2021, I think as well, is going to be really interesting. So those two, at the very least, are my most must, must, must listen. All that's going to be going live in January. So stick around. Those episodes will be shorter than this one, I promise you. But thank you so much for tuning into this, listening right to the very end and for tuning into every episode that you do of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners like you as possible to succeed and to thrive with your business. So please do tell other e-commerce business owners you know, because I would love to help them too. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening and keep optimising. 
Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.